Hi, you're listening to In Between Visits, and my name is Dr. Christy Lewis. I'm a naturopathic doctor who's in practice for well over a decade. After years of clinical practice and working with thousands of people, a basic truth has been revealed. Behavior modification, as simple as it is, is difficult to implement, hence the birth of this podcast. If we all know what to do, then why aren't we doing it? With these short and sweet shares, I'm going to answer your questions about how to stay on track with your goals, support, inspire, and motivate you on your journey, see you in your struggles, affirm you in the challenge, and reassure you that you are not alone. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Dr. Christy, and you're listening to In Between Visits. I'm continuing with my series on lifestyle medicine and these incredible conversations I'm having with different experts. And today I am interviewing Lauren Crawford. And Lauren Crawford is been a yogi, is a yogi for over two decades. And really this is a conversation that is so much more than yoga. It really is that idea of shifting your own perspective about what it means to know oneself and follow that path and the accessibility of how we can get there, you know, in a world of external influences and constant messaging that we are not doing or being enough. It really is through Lauren's teachings that he's created a flow of energy and even a way of life that ultimately brings you closer to your inner knowing. So not just about, you know, sequencing, you know, Lululemon pants and what flow of postures we're going to do. This dives way deeper in some of the ancient teachings from yoga and meditation. Uh, he touches on Tantra wisdom and Ayurvedic medicine and how really we can access that in everyday life. You know, the simplicity and consistency in his message from teacher to student really is what creates a space for, for, for profound transformation, spiritual growth. He himself has continued to choose a path of both student and teacher as part of his life work. And really part of that journey for him has been to learn and then share the wisdom, wisdom of the sages and ensure that all has access to the teachings. He's totally committed to sharing what he has learned in his group sessions, his one-on-one work, and through community building. Ultimately, moving um, to a life that is really one that is filled with freedom, joy, peace, and ultimately having a systemic framework to get you there. So let's turn it over to Lauren and this amazing interview. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Christy, how are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. Thanks so much for being here today. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm very excited to share you with my audience here on In Between Visits. So I have had experience in your yoga classes and, you know, I just wanted to share with you that it really is medicine on the mat. I mean, your ability to bring those ancient teachings, which can seem sort of complex and over over our heads and you just have this beautiful ability to really translate that into accessible wisdom wisdom for everyday life so I'm so happy to be able to really expand that for my audience so they can get to know you get to know a little bit of um, how you how you do all of that so can you tell me a little bit about how you found this path? Like really, you know, your journey to be where you are today. Well, thank you for that uh, compliment. That's really lovely to hear. And I can only attribute it to having 
a teacher who is um, what I would say is a um, categorized as a half a master. <laughs> you okay. know, so yeah. I attribute my abilities to my teacher and to the lineage that I'm plugged into. Um, and we can talk a little bit about that more. Um, but if you want me to backtrack in terms of how I found myself on this path, um, I'd love to share that story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really by accident, frankly. Um, I did my first yoga class when I was 29 years old at the behest of a friend who wasn't much of an athletic person or whatever, who just happened at the time in Vancouver to attend an Iyengar yoga um, class and was really enjoying the journey. And she suggested maybe I should try yoga. And I don't even know why she suggested that. So to me, it's, it's all about um, the universe offering you opportunities in your lifetime and, and being open enough to receive those opportunities. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I know karmically that one of the reasons this person was a friend in my life is to introduce me to yoga. I just know that deeply and intuitively. Mm-hmm. Right. And Good so, <laughs> yeah, no. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, um, and there's been different people like that throughout my journey that have, um, that have been, you know, brought to me because of alignments, universal alignments, right? So um, the journey of yoga started as it does for most people is very much a physical process and uh, liking the connection of my body in terms of those fancy poses and all of that stuff. And um, but also, I think on some subtle level, recognizing that there was something much deeper going on than than simply becoming more flexible and, you know, showing up at these classes and things and having a good time. Um, and that later when I, um, had moved to Ottawa a few years later and was, uh, doing some regular classes with, a uh, a really, um, lovely woman, uh, she pointed out to me at some point that I, I was going to become a big yogi. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I kind of laughed and like, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about lady, but clearly she saw something in me that I wasn't quite yet seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and lo and behold, I ended up doing my yoga training um, at, uh, with Roxanne Jolie at, at Upward Dog. Really, I, I just called a couple of days before it started and said, do you still have space? And gave them my credit card number and, and, <laughs> and showed up, right? Something, something compelled me to be there. And uh, that's really where the healing journey began. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, had I known that I was going to embark on a journey of healing, I would have just ran the other way because I totally mm-hmm. wasn't prepared for that. Um, but it ended up being, being that. And then, so that was a really beautiful experience. And then it was a, a year or so later that, uh, after I completed that training and was actually working closely with Roxanne on some projects that I discovered, uh, my current teacher, Rod Stryker. And, mm-hmm. and I can honestly say the first time I did a practice with, uh, well, a full workshop with him, I guess, but um, the first physical practice we did together at the Toronto Yoga Conference that time, it blew me away. I had mm-hmm. no idea that that a physical um, yoga practice could be so incredibly profound. Like, it, it just it blew me away. It, it really mm-hmm. did. And then so I was like, wow, who is this guy? And, and everything that he was talking about, Ayurveda, and if you don't understand Ayurveda, you're missing a big part of yoga. It just mm-hmm. resonated so much to the core because I'd already embarked on some Ayurveda training and that sort of thing. So, so it was really like in terms of where it all came from, it was really, I think, me being open to the universe, just kind of directing me in, in a, mm-hmm. into the place where I was supposed to be going 
dharmically, right? And so now all these years later, you know, so I guess it's been uh, 14-ish years since I started studying with mm-hmm. Rod, um, that, that I, I really understand that this is my path and this is my dharma and this is my gift to students, my gift to these teachings, and, and, it's, and it's, it's ultimately not about me. <laughs> it's about I'm a conduit for something much bigger, right? And um, yeah, so I don't know if that really answers yeah. the question. Oh, but, no. uh, One of the things as I'm, you know, hair standing on the back of not my neck as I'm, I'm listening to you is really your knowingness in this journey and your consistency. So like so many of us where whether we want to call it healing or, you know, integrative mm-hmm. medicine or, you know, wellness, there's a lot of sort of flip-flopping around uh, and yes. not making that wrong per se, but what a beautiful both gift and an awareness and trust that you have had to know. And I would say as a, as a person, as a student of your classes, that you do, you do that too, where you bring something that is, you know, really from a North American perspective, all about, you know, postures and, and movement. And when you leave one of Lauren's classes, you really, there has been, there has been a shift. There has been an energetic component that is so subtle that you sometimes can't even put your finger on it. And the fact Mm -hmm. that you've known that that really was how you wanted to pursue this and, and be in this is just, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, this it's, it's you being you, but from an outsider, you know, who who has sometimes struggled with, well, I'll try this or I'll try that, that, that consistency of knowing your why um, has, is, is really, is really magical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Knowing the why that's a lovely way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly not language that I would use, but I, 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 when I hear that, it's like, yeah, Um, that, (laughs) that, 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 yeah, that nails it. Right. Because it is, this beautiful work, you know, again, that my teacher has created around, um, we need to determine what our dharma is, why, mm-hmm. what is the purpose for our, our, our existence here, right? And that's a big and lofty question. And it's one that most people kind of run in the opposite direction, because it's like, oh, my gosh, like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to even begin that work? But the, the beautiful thing is systematic practice and systematic um, approaches to our journey. And for me, it is yoga focused, yoga, Ayurveda and Tantra. But for others, it's going to have other branches and other aspects too. But I think you do bring up a really important thing. People really struggle with the consistency. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that over the years too, in terms of people who have done training with me, Um, just the regular um, discipline around regular practices Mm -hmm. is hard for people. It's really a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. And so um, I don't judge people when Mm -hmm. they kind of fall off the wagon or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, because that's life, right? Things are going to come up. Jobs are going to change. Relationships are going to change. You're going to have a baby. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's just the reality of it. My role, as I see it, is to inspire people to get back on (laughs) and to to continue to do the work. Yeah, so, so much of that, really, the sort of mantra behind my practice, and, and this podcast, even, which is, if we all know what to do, why aren't we doing it? And and sometimes mm-hmm. it really is not having, you know, maybe lot, losing connection, or not making, you know, the idea that having a teacher is just so important, that space where yeah. you can come back to and pick up, and you might have months to, to years in between the pickup, but you know, it is, it is an ongoing process of coming back to. 
I think the role of the teacher is really, really powerful mm -hmm. and it's antithetical to our modern way of being. We want to do it all ourselves. There's so much available. I can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And none of that's right or wrong. It just is, right? But mm -hmm. I think when you when you can connect with someone who you acknowledge and recognize as your teacher, and that doesn't need to be an exclusive thing, but it needs to be a guiding kind of role, mm -hmm. I think, um, because then you can always come back to that that individual and they're, like I said earlier, they're going to see things in you that you don't necessarily see in yourself. Mm -hmm. And they're going to help you to find that next bit in your journey mm -hmm. that's going to make it all that rich. And I've seen that over the years with folks who have studied with me. And and, mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes when we have our one-on-ones our -on and that kind of thing, and I'm not talking about a one-on-one -on -one physical practice, I'm talking mm -hmm. about a one-on-one -on -one check-in about mm -hmm. my journey and uh, that sort of thing that they often go like, wow, this was exactly what I needed to hear right now because I've been struggling and it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that's an intuitive thing that's a knowing thing mm -hmm. um that it's not an intellectual thing and I think that's sometimes what escapes people um who are still kind of new or trying to figure out their journey that a lot of this work that we do as teachers and healers is deeply intuitive right and that that work that that aspect of it comes from our our, our regular practice comes from um, the work that we do on our in our own journeys, and I would say that as a, as a teacher and a healer, which is my dharma, right? Mm -hmm. Is um, I'm no better than anyone else out there. My my journey is just that maybe I'm a few steps ahead of that person who's needing some guidance and direction mm -hmm. from me, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the work continues, the practice continues, the evolution continues as it must for all of us, right? Yeah, and I and I think exactly as you mentioned there, it really is the on, ongoing personal journey that then you can, as you can, as you work through things or find those internal intuitive that knowingness that that wisdom, it becomes both a nonverbal energetic exchange and also you know on some levels very practical. Uh, and I, I wonder if within that, do you have? I mean, obviously, there's such an individual component to every, you know, all this work that we're talking about and all this journeying. But do you find something from a transformational? So if my audience was listening and they're like, they're really thinking, okay, well, like what this, this teacher has to say, do you find something that is, has a big impact or some sort of a transformational practice or process that um, has been really impactful in your work with the students? I think the biggest thing, and it's universal, is breath and you know in modern yoga uh breath gets the short shrift right it's all mm -hmm. about the, fa the fancy poses or the vinyasa flows or how hot the room is and the mirrors mm -hmm. and, the, and the beats and all of that stuff right mm -hmm. it ultimately is the breath because if you think about it the breath is the link between your body your mind and ultimately your soul and so for me it's the potency of um instructing in a way that um, really helps people to come back to the breath in the process, in the, in the physical actions and all of that stuff. And then the breath is ultimately, so the way that Rod, my teacher explains it and the way that I explain it is pranayama isn't just a technique, we, a breath technique we do at the end of practice before meditation. We can actually practice in a way that our physical practice is pranayama. So we're actually uh, using the breath in the physical practice as a form of pranayama so that when we actually get to the end of the physical practice, 
And the physical practice isn't an end in itself. It's actually the preparation for your meditation, in Mm -hmm. my view, (laughs) so that you can sit comfortably in meditation. You've moved energy in a certain way, and it's done in a very systematic approach. Like the way I teach classes, everyone is unique, and everyone has a specific goal. Every individual class has a specific theme and or goal to achieve um, a meditation at the end. Uh, So that when you get there and you've used the breath in a very intelligent and systematic way that you can drop into meditation. So while meditation to me is the pinnacle, people get overwhelmed by meditation. I can't meditate. My mind's too busy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, but you can breathe and you can can use your breath Mm -hmm. in a very constructive way that will actually take you to that meditative place more readily. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it is, it's the breath, but the breath ultimately leading you to a meditation, right? And and I think exactly, I mean, as I'm reflecting, you know, on that and that, you know, I think that really is why sometimes I might leave a class and feel maybe, I don't want to use the word worse, that's, <laughs> but, but, mm-hmm. but perhaps a little ungrounded or a little bit frantic, uh, you know, versus yeah. potentially, as you've mentioned, it's such a subtlety, but it's such a beautiful art that, you over your decade and a half of uh, learning and growing and experiencing, it's a subtle art of this of the sequencing or the movement yeah. attached to the breath. Attached to the breath, yeah, as for yeah. sure. So, so then because that is it, the experience, experience. It, it, and it's a different experience, right? So I could write out my sequence and give it to another teacher and say, go teach this. And you could mm-hmm. do that 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 um, class with that person and, and have an experience, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but if it's done this way where, and I've, again, learned this through having an amazing teacher and then having these experiences mm-hmm. with it and learning how to deliver in a certain way, right? And again, part of that's just, it's supposed to happen, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I, that's all I can say is just supposed to happen. And, and mm-hmm. um but those experiences, yeah, when, when that layering, because for me, it's the beauty of all of this, especially a tantric approach to Hatha Yoga, when we're looking at energy and prana and all of these different layers that, that um, you know, I think I do have the capacity to sort of um, introduce different aspects to the practice that aren't so limiting. They're, they're mm-hmm. quite expansive, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it is, it is a matter of, of how do we, how do we move with, um, with with intention and mm-hmm. and with purpose and without getting um uh maybe stuck in the physical realm right mm-hmm. because that's where that's where we get that's where limitation imposes itself on us when it's all about oh look at me doing this pose and isn't it great mm-hmm. it's like but the pose is only a tool it's mm-hmm. not it's not the end goal right yeah yeah i think and and there's such a you know, humanity and, and such a, even, even in your teachings, you know, the, the humbleness of it and, you know, really the profound impact while at the same time, this, in some ways, the subtlety and the simplicity of it, it's uh it's, you know, sort of a very big outcome. And yet there's such a simple, how we often we'll say when I'm working with patients, patients, you know, simple is, yeah. uh, can be highly imp- impactful and simple yeah. isn't necessarily easy, right? So holding a posture, you know, and again, linking that breath might appear to be, you know, somewhat, but, but your, mm-hmm. your stuff could come up, you know, whether it is mental, emotional, whether it's physical and holding space and really allowing that sort of off the mat experience as well, where you're able the medicine 
medicine is in the practice is in the mm-hmm. breath is really that ultimate meditation. And then it's a reminder. I mean, my, my mind, you know, with my medical mind always goes to the physiology, but it yeah. really is that ability when we are in stressful situations to then be able to access, you know, moving out of sympathetic and accessing more of that executive parasympathetic functioning in the body to become less reactive so it's so much more than the yoga practice. It mm-hmm. really becomes a way of living and a way of being and a way of being, you know, you can't have that connection to intuition, to self, to knowing when, if you're not able to access, you know, that the, the executive functioning and that relaxation aspect. So it all becomes this, you know, really beautiful and necessary process to come towards self. Uh, it really, it is about, it is about a journey to self. Yeah. And one of the things that you said in there that um, is really key to how I teach is coming back to awareness in the practice. So mm-hmm. I, I, I always am bringing folks back to what are you feeling right now? What's going on in there? Like be, just be still and be in the moment and feel because uh, and feeling uh, is on a number of levels, right? There's the, 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 the biological, physical, mechanical, but then the energetic. And when people can start mm-hmm. to feel, oh my gosh, I'm, energy is shifting in me in weird mm-hmm. ways. And, and that's when they start to become more attuned to, you've got this beautiful part of your being, which is your energy body, your chronic body. That's where healing happens, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and I just think that's so great. And then the beauty of that, because there's that, that, that almost cliche, take yoga off the mat, right? But that's how mm-hmm. that happens. You know, mm-hmm. it's then you're building awareness through your practice so that you can be more aware in your daily lives, as you were just saying. And then that means you're going to be making some choices that are going to be more aligned with your truth as opposed to mm-hmm. out of reactivity or, or mm-hmm. um, habit even. Because a lot mm-hmm. of our lives are very much about habituation, right? We do mm-hmm. things out of habit, which may not mm-hmm. actually be for our, our higher purpose or higher good. Uh, so I think there's a, there's a whole bunch of things around how... And I was saying this, I think, in the class I delivered last night, how we practice matters, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. it's not just about getting on your mat and doing excellent salutations, triangle pose and this and that. It's like, how are we showing up to do that practice? Like, what do we bring to the mat? And then within the practice itself, where, where, where are we bringing our awareness? Where are we bringing our focus? Mm-hmm. And again, if it gets all consumed in my knee is here, my ankle's here and turn my leg mm-hmm. this way and. And, mm-hmm. and, and then constant fidgeting and adjusting and fidgeting and adjusting, mm-hmm. then you never actually get the chance to actually be still in there and let, mm-hmm. let that in that particular pose, say, let, let the energy move in the way that it's intended to move, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes so, sense, but it's... Uh, oh, it's so, it's so good. It's so good. And I really, really hope the people that are listening to this are, are really experiencing you know, the message, your words, your emotion and passion behind the words. But as you said, all that intuition and all that energetic, like I am, I mean, I'm, I, I would never say this from an, you know, I mean, unless it was true, it's, 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 I'm, I've been sitting here myself sort of taking it all in and, and having my own goosebump moments and my own sort of lump in my throat. So mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much for that. I mean, it really is, you have shared so much, not of just your process, but really of, you know, your being and your internal knowing. And so I, I really, really know that there are going to be people who want to become, you know, students who want to, to want to, you know, be, have you as their teacher. So how can they, 
how can they connect with you? What, you know, especially in this world right now where things are, have shifted. I know you have your own studio and, um, you know, and during this time of isolation. So can you share where people can connect with you, Lauren? Yeah, well, it's been a big shift for me, uh, monumental, mm -hmm. actually, because I had actually stopped teaching regular classes for the last couple of years. And my yoga space okay. was really used by other teachers for their modalities and things. But um, when COVID hit and I um, uh, and started working from home because I do have a day job as well, um, mm -hmm. I, I felt compelled. It was really one of those things like I didn't really think about it consciously. It's like I'm going to teach on Facebook Live tonight. Didn't even know what that meant. But, but something in the universe, again, told me, go do this. And I'm like, okay, hey, I'll figure it out. And, and I did. And I know that that landed really beautifully for a lot of people who were really in need of something, right? And, and so that's trans, transposed into me creating a membership site. Um, uh, so put that all together relatively quickly. And um, I plan to deliver some digital courses anyway. So it just kind of shifted things and... So I have a new platform, Lauren Crawford Yoga, L-O-R-E-N Crawford Yoga dot uh, com. And so that's now um, it's, you, you'll open it and it looks like a, a, just a, a website, but there's actually a membership component. So for, you know, very reasonable a nominal amount, which is equivalent to about one in-person yoga class, you can sign up for a month of, of um, your basic membership. And so I'm continuing to teach live every um evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. And so those classes are broadcast right within the membership page, but then they're all archived as well. So right now I have probably about um, five dozen classes that are archived wow. that folks can do. And people are really enjoying the platform and enjoying the process and the journey. And we have a community forum within the membership where people can mm. share their ideas and communicate and build Sangha community. Uh, and then I'm also doing uh, regular webinars with the members, um, basic members. It's like once a month we get together and and we'll do a webinar where folks can pick my brain. I might lead them through a meditation practice. But again, the opportunity to connect as seekers, right? And using mm -hmm. yoga and Tantra and Ayurveda as, our, as a means of, of moving our, our journeys forward. So it's been very, really exciting and, and people are responding uh, beautifully and uh, it's been great for me because every like in these five and it's each class is unique as I say so I mm -hmm. I put my own special little whatever it is into that class mm -hmm. that I that I share so so that's that's actually been a real gift it's it's been my uh, sanctuary through mm -hmm. this whole COVID thing is being able mm -hmm. to design and deliver these sweet classes and then most recently, they're about an hour in length, but someone, one of the mm -hmm. one of the members has suggested, can you do a few smaller class, shorter classes? Mm -hmm. So I'm also going to be doing some 30-ish minute um, classes. There's okay. some already posted. So I know I recognize that not everyone can do a full hour because of family mm -hmm. obligations and such. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. frankly, most of the people are doing them as the archive class. They, they can't necessarily attend the live bit, but that's okay mm -hmm. because I think partly the way that they're recorded and the way that I teach, you feel like you're with me. That's what I've heard. Mm -hmm. And even what's in the recorded versions and, and um, 
Yeah. So that's, that's where it's at right now. It's a membership site. That's great. Yeah. And there'll be, I love how much you have included, like you said, I mean, there is that ability to to be staying consistent with you as the teacher, not only, you know, through isolation or through COVID, but moving forward Mm -hmm. um, in a, in a vehicle and a model that is, you know, accessible to, to everyone. And then the community component, which, you know, I certainly am learning through my time, both personally and professionally is such a key component to lifestyle and behavior modifications and that supportive, you know, energetic sharing that happens. So, and I just love how much you adapted too, right? I I get that real sense of like feeling very purposeful at a time with so much uncertainty and purposeful with sharing your gift and becoming an adaptable in the way that you did that. So good on you. I mean, it was, it, it sounds like it's been busy, but it's, it's the rewards have been yeah. you know, quite, quite a blessing. And, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just, you know, because I'm me, it wasn't just uh, about creating a membership site. I created a course. So pe- people who signed <laughs> up as a premium member got access to a living yoga course and it's beautiful. It's uh, oh, a four week course where um, I, I sort of, un- um, demystify what yoga is in the bigger sense of the word right and 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 so folks are going through that right now um and and then i'll be offering that as a as a as um a standalone uh course in the future and also working on a yoga for anger program which has been a passion of mine i've been working on it for a while and then i was planning to launch that and then COVID came along and so it's just kind of got reassigned it will be launching at some yeah. point in the future but i'm i i'm really interested in in using all of these amazing techniques to address anger because i think it's an issue i know i lived with anger a lot for a lot of my life and and how um how these these amazing teachings can really be used to address you know that that particular emotion um because it does it oh, does yeah. trouble many of us right yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, I, I can, I can see how, again, that ability to ground and use the breath to move mm-hmm. out of that high reaction yep. would be so, so key. So amazing. I'm, what I'm going to do as well is I'm going to link your website uh, into my blog. So drchristylewis.ca. If you missed Lauren's information there, then you can uh, also pop over to my blog and you, my website and the blog section, and you can find uh, Lauren's bio as well as you can find uh, his website there. So, so good. This was so lovely. Thank you very much for your time and yeah i wish you well as you continue to as you continue to share your gifts with the world oh it's great and i really really appreciate you reaching out and i'll be reaching out to you to provide a reciprocal interview in the yoga for anger program when it's ready okay yes i'm sure i'll have some things (laughs) good good (laughs) (laughs) okay all right thanks again yeah be well yes